This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. Texas has been pounded by Hurricane Harvey, one of the worst storms on record. Up to 50 inches of rain's fallen in some areas, with thousands of people displaced and numerous homes and businesses damaged or destroyed. The LCMS is mobilizing relief efforts. Many congregations and members in the stricken area are already helping friends and neighbors. While material damage is huge, Perhaps a more serious damage is to that of the spirit and soul. A disaster of this magnitude can try the faith of even the most convinced believer. Loss can lead to depression and even anger. The victims themselves aren't the only ones affected. First responders and other rescuers faced with physical exhaustion and soul-shattering sights often need spiritual rescuing. One agency springing into action is Lutheran Church Charities with its Canine Comfort Dog Program. These specially trained golden retrievers and their handlers bring comfort to the afflicted by demonstrating the unconditional love as a reminder of God's love and promise to us. Tim Hetzner, President and CEO of LCC, is my guest today on World Lutheran News Digest. And now today's Fast Track. of interest to Lutherans worldwide. Hurricane Harvey has been declared the most expensive rainfall disaster in American history, outstripping previous hurricanes that have hit New Orleans in 2005 and New York City in 2012. The Category 4 storm hit landfall Texas, quickly making its way to Houston, the fourth largest city in the United States, striking numerous other communities along the way. At least 50 people have been killed, with flooding displacing more than a million people and damage estimated to 200,000 homes. Recovery is expected to cost anywhere from $150 to $180 billion. In the end, Houston received more than 50 inches of rain in just a few days. The Federal Trade Commission is warning consumers about a flood insurance scam that's targeting those who have been affected by Hurricane Harvey. The FTC says that homeowners and renters are getting fraudulent robocalls telling them their flood premiums are past due and demanding payment. A Washington State high school coach took advantage of his position when he prayed on the field after games and is not entitled to immediately get his job back, according to a federal appeals court. The three-judge panel of the 9th U.S. District Court of Appeals unanimously held that Bremerton High School coach Joe Kennedy's prayers did not constitute protected free speech because he was acting as a public employee and not a private citizen when he conducted those prayers. A new bill in California would punish the misgendering of nursing home and long-term care patients with hefty fines and even jail time. In February, State Senator Scott Wiener introduced SB 219, the Long-Term Care Facilities Rights Residence Bill, which has already been passed by the California State Senate. After being recommended by the State Assembly's Judiciary Committee, the bill will now be considered by the California House of Representatives. If passed into law, the policy would punish nursing home and long-term care workers who refuse to call patients by their preferred pronouns, with fines of up to $1,000, jail time for up to a year, or both. 
Reaffirming basic biblical teachings on the natural law, more than 150 evangelical leaders from across the nation signed a statement that affirms marriage as being a lifelong union of one man and one woman and denies homosexual relationships and a transgender self-conception as being consistent with God's holy purposes for the world and individual salvation. World Lutheran News Digest will be back right after these messages. Listening to Worldwide KFUO on the go with your smartphone doesn't mean you have to walk around with earbuds all day. You can Bluetooth across the room to a speaker system in your home or listen on radios that have built-in smartphone cradles. There are many easy ways to listen to WorldwideKFUO.org on the air, online, and on demand. We proclaim the clear gospel message of Christ crucified for our sins. The messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO. If you have a question or comment for us at Worldwide KFUO, it's easy to contact us on our website, kfuoam.org. On our homepage, click on Contact Us, where you'll find a map and directions to the station, our telephone numbers, and an online contact form. You can also send an email to our in-studio account, kfuo at kfuo.org. We'd be happy to hear from you today. Thanks for listening to Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. Hi. I'm Pastor Ted Lesh, pastor at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in North St. Louis County, inviting you to listen to our KFUO radio worship broadcasts on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. Active worship, preaching, music, and singing are part of every one of our services at Chapel. Join us Sunday nights at 6. It's one more broadcast worship opportunity for you from your friends at Chapel of the Cross and KFUO Radio. This is World Lutheran News Digest. My guest today is Mr. Tim Hesser of Lutheran Church Charities, and he's head of the Comfort Dog program that they run. Uh, Mr. Hesser, could you tell me about yourself and about the organization? Well, Tim Hesser, and uh, we have the LCC K9 Comfort Dog Ministry and uh, uh, national ministry. We have dogs in 23 states, and... Uh, we uh, serve communities through our churches and schools and universities, uh, but in crisis or disaster, or what we have right here with Harvey, uh, we deploy dogs out and rotate dogs out to uh, serve the people that are working and involved and affected by the uh, current disaster, the Harvey, uh, in this case with uh, hurricanes. So we're down in Texas, and I got a group of uh, 14 dogs right now that are have been and are continuing to work in various areas as, as we go around, as we're invited in to uh, bring uh, comfort and mercy and uh, hope in Jesus Christ to people that uh, have experienced loss or displacement or uh, uh, or have you know, family that has or are serving those that are doing that. So we've uh, been all over the place doing, doing that. We'll continue to do that. We'll bring in fresh dogs here in a few days and... Uh, Keep uh, keep being that presence of uh, Jesus out to people with the dogs as a a, a bridge that uh, connects us to people. How do the dogs actually give comfort to a survivor? I mean, this is a dog. We're talking about people. How do they actually do this? Well, 
out, you know, it's important in the healing process for anybody that goes through a disaster or a crisis is to be able to talk about it. And there's something safe about a dog and petting a dog because they're uh, confidential. They uh, are very good listeners. They're non-judgmental, uh, and uh, and they show unconditional love. And so uh, the people feel safe petting the dog, and as they pet the dog, they feel safe to start talking about what they're going through, sometimes first to the dog and sometimes to the handler, but either way, uh, they start talking about it, and you listen to what they've gone through. Sometimes you listen as they repeat what they've gone through and uh, and uh, pray with people. Well, no, we pray with people. You know, They know of people that we can pray for and then for themselves, and... Uh, pray with them and uh, you know we can't explain why something happens but we know this that God works in the midst of it and he always works for his good and always works with his mercy and his compassion and his love for people and helps them and gives them the strength through it and gives them hope uh, for the future. I was at the Triennial uh, LCMS convention up in uh, Milwaukee, and I know that you had some dogs down there and I was introduced to one by the name of Brutus. Brutus came up to me and he just laid his head on my on my leg. He just, mm, it's like he instinctively yep. knew that that would do something. They're trained to do that. <laughs> They're trained to be, you know, they don't jump, bark, do any of that kind of stuff. They're there just to uh, uh, be company. You know, sometimes they just lay down on the ground and people lay down on top of them, then which case they're kind of a comfort rug, <laughs> Kip, and uh, uh, people just feel comfortable with them, you know. And, and all of God's creation is to bring glory to God, and certainly dogs are part of that creation and a way to help people ease and talk through what they're going through. And just some incredible stories of what people have gone through, loss, or how they got out of their homes, or how abruptly they had to evacuate their homes, and where they're living now, either in shelters or other people's homes, or gas, or not gas stations, but uh, fire departments. So we have visited shelters and fire departments. We visit first responders who have worked tirelessly, you know, over the last days and weeks of uh, caring for people and rescuing people, which uh, we're seeing now, you know, about a week into the, over a week into this now, you're starting to see some of that compassion fatigue, starting to see some of that. People are just tired, and so it gives them a chance to just uh, relax. We're Right now, we're out at Trinity Klein, uh, invited out to them, and we're with the, the children all morning uh, at their chapel, and then with the staff here that have been working the front end of them. You know, they've they've been housing people, they've been a distri- distribution center, they've been sending out volunteers to help people clean out their homes, and, and many of them are, you know, also tired, so the dogs were here to uh, bring comfort and relief to them also. I was in a hurricane myself one time, and uh, I remember the aftermath of it. First, people would come out and say, oh, thank God, I've survived. And then they'd look around and say, my home is destroyed, my job isn't here, I have no food, I have no water. And they would go into this incredible down, this incredible depression. Is this one of the things that the dogs can help alleviate? Well, I think it's 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 more than the dogs. It's people too. I mean, the, the dogs can certainly uh, they they're that bridge, but it 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 helps people deal with the emotions that they're going to go through. Because the next one then is anger, of of you know why did this happen and what am I going to do? And angry at insurance companies, angry at you know they're not going to get as much money from FEMA if anything. 
And I think it's the surrounding part then of, of the Christian community, and of course we're working with through the Lutheran community uh, down here in our churches. And I got to tell you, I am just blown away by the the uh, tremendous love and support that that our Lutheran churches are doing down throughout this whole area in this in this uh, widespread disaster of providing uh, assistance and LCC of course provides financial assistance to to many of our staff people who have lost stuff uh, you know the last three churches I've been in the pastors have lost their homes and other staff people and then members of their churches and others and just providing some financial relief uh, temporarily it doesn't solve all their financial problems but it says that we're here for you and we're care and that we're here for the long term uh, you know, just meeting with the staff today at Trinity Klein. I mean, they they said, you know, this is not for, you know, we're not going to do this for one or two weeks. We're, you know, this is for probably two years or more. Uh, but we're going to be here, and we're going to continue to serve the people that have been affected. And it's that type of commitment in our in our Christian Lutheran community that just, uh, well, it's 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 what Jesus would have us to do. And I'm I'm actually very humbled and proud of uh, what the Lutheran community does. I mean, it's a very compassionate, giving community. Well, in fact, uh, we still have uh, people down in uh, New Orleans who worked uh, with Katrina 12 years that's ago who are still there and still working on recovery. That's right. We're still sending volunteers down there and in Baton Rouge and other places, and we're watching the storms now, possibly Irma coming in. Uh, you know, I've been on the phone with people in Haiti. Uh, what's going to happen there, because we've got a lot of churches and orphanages and everything else in Haiti and mission societies that work there. And, of course, Florida, Georgia, uh, most likely is going to kid hit. It's just a question of which side. Um, so, and even with all those fronts, Kip, even with, with being hit with all those different fronts, the Lutheran community is there, and we're responding. And that's, that's just, uh, not every church body can do that, or respond in the way in which we do which is very Christ-centered in what we're doing. We're not just in there, you know, helping people carry out stuff for their homes and then say goodbye to them. I mean, it's, it's, it's praying with people, it's, and it's, it's helping them physically, but it's also then helping them say, okay, we're here for the next step, and we'll be here for the next step, and what can we bring in? What kind of th- things do you need? Do you need clothing? Do you need food? Do you need uh, whatever? And, and through this, in fact, I witnessed this at, at uh, Cross Point, in Katy, Texas, uh, uh, that, you know, a family took in, and all their families were encouraged to take in families that had been displaced, you know, from the community. And here was a family that was displaced in one of the members' families. And they brought them to church, with the exception of the mother, on, on, on Sunday, and after church said to the pastor, this is the first time I've heard about Jesus. Wow. You know, first time I've heard. The 10-year-old boy goes, I want to be baptized. And the pastor goes, you know, let's talk to your mother, and and we will do that. But, you know, people are, which doesn't surprise me. I see this in every disaster, Kip. People are not, the people come to know Jesus Christ by the actions of people who know Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit working through them. I mean, that's that's how Jesus designed it, and it works, and and it works in mighty ways. And And the church is at its best. Uh, when they're working together, and the and the churches, you know, down here are all working together in helping and and supporting one another and taking their roles. I mean, it's it's just a 
in, in a, in, I hate to say it's a beautiful thing to see because it's, you know, too bad there's a disaster that it happens, but it is the church. It's the church gl- glorious because it's doing what Jesus told us to do. This is a way that we witness. Yes. And you see a oneness uh, with the people. Because there's, you know, there's no, there's, see, that's the other thing with our dogs. And not one of our dogs has ever gotten into a theological argument. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, so there's none of that stuff. There's none of the things that divide people. We stay focused on what unites us. And ultimately, the only lasting hope in any crisis or disaster is hope that comes from salvation in Jesus Christ. I mean, that's the bottom line. Uh, and if you can bring that and bring that presence of Jesus by doing acts of mercy and compassion and proclaim him to those that we, to those that we serve, because they ask. And time after time, people say, I just can't believe you Christians, you Lutherans, that, that, that you're all over and you're, and, and, and you're doing this. this. This makes me want to rethink Christianity and, and this guy named Jesus. Well, one thing I'd like to point out is that while we work, obviously, with our own congregations down there, what we are offering is for everyone. We're not just Lutherans. I have yet to find a congregation down here that we have been in contact with and worked through that is just working with their members. I mean, they're working with their members and their staff, but plus the community. There's no separation there. And, And that's a beautiful thing to see, and it's noticed in the community. Well, one thing that uh, we do, by we I mean the LCMS, our disaster response program has actually worked with the districts and even down to the local congregation levels on what to do when a disaster hits, how we can bring aid. So we've actually got an infrastructure and a plan already on the ground virtually everywhere. And training. You know, with with our alert training, which is our early response training, and the, and the specialized trainings that come out of that, and with all of our see, every time a disaster hits, we learn, and all the uh, all the uh, things that we have learned over the years. You know, twelve years ago, I was in Katrina. I was down in Katrina and and bringing aid out to you know that situation, uh, and we learned a lot that came out of that situation, and we apply that in the next situation and the next situation. So we're actually <laughs> we're actually getting pretty good at, <laughs> and and of course that's where you see local congregations and district and synod working together to get the job done, but most importantly to bring Jesus Christ and the message of hope and salvation in him to people. And one of the things that's done here is not just bringing in, obviously, the uh, the material aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're utilizing the first our first article, gifts. And this mm-hmm. is part of the things that the dogs do. That's right. And the well, dogs right. remind us of that unconditional love that we have from our Savior. That's right. So... Um, it's a beautiful thing to see. Too bad it has to be because of a disaster. But, you know, like I said, if, if, if it's a disaster that causes the church to unite and be what Jesus wanted the church to be and to touch people who do not know Jesus, then bring them on. Bring them on. Well, as you know, the LCMS has their own theological discussions and divisions and, and disputes. Mm-hmm. But we all drop that when something right. like this happens. We're, we're Christians together. And as I told you, Kip, not one of our dogs has ever gotten into a theological <laughs> argument. <laughs> they, they just don't. Nor do our handlers, to be very honest. 
One of the most touching stories I ever heard about your uh, comfort dogs was after the the horrible Sandy Cook Sandy the, uh, in Newtown in Newtown, Connecticut. Yeah, the uh, the, sh- the terrible shooting incident out there, and I know that you brought the dogs out there to help with the children. And there was a story that I had heard. I think I heard it from you. There was this one little girl who had not spoken a word mm-hmm. since the tragedy, since the shooting. Yep. And, and four days, four days, hadn't spoken a word. It was a little boy. And he just came up to the dog and lifted the ear of the dog and started whispering to the dog. And, and the his, parents were blown away that it took a dog for the boy to open up. <laughs> and, uh, by the way, the pastor at, at uh, Christ the King Lutheran Church in Newtown is out here today with their, with their comfort dog. Oh, I didn't know that. In a committee. Yep. And serving the pastors. You know, one thing that, that if I could ask your, your listening audience throughout the world, which you guys do a great job, is to pray for the staffs out here and the pastors and the church workers out here and the workers because, uh, you know, this is very stressful and strengthful on them. And, and what will happen is you see what's called compassion fatigue. And, and I pray for their families because, you know, they can work this for a couple of weeks, but then they have to get away. And, and regroup with their families who suffer also because they're they're gone. So pray for the church workers, support the church workers, and, and offer assistance to all these staffs. If, 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 uh, if somebody knows a church worker that's been in any of these churches effective, call them up, pray with them on the phone, ask them, what can I get you? What do you need? Do you need somebody to come in and kind of uh, relieve you for a while? What can I do? Because that support is so, so critical in all of us serving that community. Oh, absolutely. The uh, Sometimes the people who are overlooked in a situation like this are not so much the victims, but the rescuers. Who It, you know, it, it takes a toll on them. Oh, gosh. But, you know, I am so always impressed with the dedicated servant hearts of, of our believers, I was talking to Bill Hintz the other day, and he was, he you know he was calling all the all the churches uh, that that were affected, the schools that were affected, his education exec for Texas district, and you know I was talking about what what are your teachers need? So you know we gave forty thousand dollars for him just to immediately hand out to teachers, retired teachers, their families, and families they that they are in touch with, and he was telling me a story of of. of a retired teacher he talked to that was that was kind of land trapped on the island and water all around and and she, you know, this is a retired teacher and and she knew that there was an elderly care facility so she went over there and found out they had no food so she went door to door in her neighborhood collecting food for them and now here are people that are land or water trapped and not sure when they're going to get out. And she's collecting food and getting food and walking it back and forth to this, uh, this little retired teacher. Now, if that's not... Hello, Tim, you there? Yeah, I'm still here. I, I got a little choked up about <laughs> what, what I was what I was sharing about this teacher. Well, we had a, a similar incident that I spoke with a minister down there um, where he had gotten a, uh, a text message from one of his parishioners, an elderly woman who was trapped. And she said, ah, the water's rising, what do I do? And he put out a message on Facebook, and inside of a minute, he said he had 15 people who responded saying, I can go get her. And somebody actually went out in a kayak 
<laughs> and brought her out, got her back to a truck, and then drove two hours to her daughter's mm-hmm. home. <laughs> you know, we, we, we met a guy named Rick. He's at the Pilgrim Lutheran Church in Houston. And he's a retired guy, probably in his 80s. And uh, about four weeks ago, he said to the pastor, he said, you know, he was kind of retired, taking care of facilities. He says, you know, I'm tired of changing light bulbs. I want to deal with people. So the pastor remembered that. So when this happened, the pastor asked if, if his phone number, his personal cell phone number could be given out to, to members if they needed to call in, if they needed assistance and so forth. And he said, sure. Anyway, one thing led to another. His phone number is all over town now. It's been on social media, and they keep getting calls in for people that need help. And he says, I don't know where we're going to get the volunteers, but he's writing them up on the board. And as he's writing them up on the board, more volunteers are coming in. And and the other day, they had 200 volunteers that came in throughout the day helping. And, and from... They're not all from his church, obviously, from all over, and they find out because of one man's personal cell phone number. In fact, they think, you know, he could run for mayor and make it. You know, he's uh, that well-known now from a cell phone. Now, if that's, that is the dedicated life of a layman. So people uh, are are making use of things like cell phones and social media. Mm -hmm. So let me ask, social media, how can people get more information on Lutheran Church charities and specifically about the Comfort Dog Program? Well, you know, you can follow every one of our dogs that are out and where they're at and where they're at each day uh, with that because each of our each of our comfort dogs has their own uh, uh, Facebook page, email, and Twitter. Uh, you can go to the Lutheran Church Series website and just hit Comfort Dogs, and then all that ever to Comfort Dogs will show up. We've got a list of what dogs are out right now, and you can click and like those, and you can follow the dogs, and you can see once uh, because people pet the dogs, and then they they go with, and then they post stuff on the dog, uh, and. And they talk to the dog. You could you could see all of that taking place, which is a incredible thing. And we have to type for the dogs, you know, to answer to them. You know, so. <laughs> They're well trained, <laughs> but awkward with their paws, you know, we're trying to develop a computer where they can type better. <laughs> and the website is uh, Lutheran dot org. Tim, thank you so much for the efforts that you are doing there, and my. Th- Personal thanks to the dogs, and especially say hello to Brutus for me. I sure will, and thank you, KFUO, for the ministry that you do worldwide. Worldwide. Keep up the great work, guys. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.